coming soon. It's Truckasaurus, the movie, starring Marlon Brando as the voice of John Truckasaurus. You crazy car. I don't know whether to eat you or kiss you. Celebrity voice impersonated. Hello, everybody. This is the Extra Hot Great Podcast, episode 13 for the week of January 3rd, 2011. <laughs> My name is David T. Cole, and I'm over the dog do stick. And I'm here with scientician Joe Reed and Little Miss Springfield Tara Ariano. Hello, guys, and welcome to a special format episode of Extra Hot Great. Very, Very special. special. <laughs> you know, some other podcasts would say during the holiday season, screw you guys, you get nothing. We are out <laughs> on adventures, we're seeing our families, we're celebrating births of saviors, what not. <laughs> not us here. We thought ahead, we're recording this show that you're listening to right now, early in the month of December, so you'll have something to listen to come the new year. Almost a month from now. You're welcome, future people. Yes. Uh, this episode is a little bit different. We decided that um, we're revisiting the uh, original germ of the idea of the canon, which originally was going to be just about the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. So we decided that we were all going to put our favorite episode of The Simpsons up on the line for consideration for the canon. So this episode, you're going to have three canon z <laughs> applications, I suppose. Yes. yes. Uh, first uh, up, we're uh, going to go with Tara. So let's get into it. It is the All Simpsons episode of The Canon. My episode is, you know, I don't even have to say it. Why don't we just start with something that's going to remind you all of it immediately. Dave, go to the song. What? What? Oh, uh-oh, it's an emergency. Everybody open up their emergency envelopes. Oh, God. Pressure. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, crap. Well, sir, there's nothing on Like a gen, a gen line, butterfly, electric eye, six-car monorail. What'd I say? Monorail. Monorail. That's right, monorail. 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 I hear those things are awfully loud. It jives as, <laughs> as a cloud. <laughs> Is there a chance the track could bend? Not on your life, my Hindu friend. What about us brain-dead slobs? You'll be given cushy jobs. Were you sent here by the devil? No good, sir, I'm on the level. The ring came off my pudding can. Take my pen, gov, my good man. I swear it's Springfield's only choice. Throw up your hands and raise your voice. Monorail. What's it called? Monorail. Once again. But Main Street's still all cracked and broken. Sorry, Mom. The mob is spoken. Monorail. 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 Mono. Don't. Claps for us right there. You know what? We should just stop right there. That's it. Happy holidays, y'all. I'd like to just point out that uh, other participants in Extra Hot Great did not know that was coming. Diabolical genius. So my episode is Marge versus the Monorail. It's 
from season four. <laughs> What's astonishing about this episode is that when I went to rewatch it this week, I was looking at the list of all the episodes of season four, and it's amazing how strong the whole season is. It's classic after classic. It starts with Camp Krusty. It ends with Bart the Celebrity, oh, I think. Man. Maybe that was the next season. Anyway, it's all good. It's all really, really good, good good stuff. And the thing about Monorail is that I always feel like this is everybody's favorite episode, which Dave has accused me of. I always think whatever my favorite thing is, is everybody's favorite (laughs) thing. Like everybody's favorite chocolate bar is Wonder Bar, right? Quit terrasplaining the world to us. I know, I know. So, um, so got to rewatch the episode this week. And the other thing that's great about it is, um, it was written by Conan O'Brien, of course. And it, uh, unlike later episodes where, later seasons where I think there would be an A story and a B story that might not have anything at all mm-hmm. to do with the with the end, it's it pretty much goes in a straight line. There's the weird thing at the beginning with the the total throwaway joke about Homer Simpson singing the, 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 Flintstones. the Flintstones song. But then it, it kicks off with basically what's going to be the topic of the episode for the whole time. So the, so the first thing that happens is all the guys are leaving the plant and um, Mr. Burns and Smithers have to decide what they're going to do with the leftover nuclear waste. Well, sir, where should we dump this batch? The playground? No, all those bold children are arousing suspicion. To the park! <laughs> so when you see the park, there's not only, like, they've already done, obviously, Blinky the Three-Eyed Fish by mm-hmm. this point, but you see the squirrel that has glowing green eyes that also turn out to be laser eyes yes. that that knock an acorn off a tree. And then, in addition to that, he also has the frog tongue that, like, shoots out to catch the, <laughs> the acorn before it hits the ground. It's like, like you said, you said the comedy is a stacking game way back yes. when we were talking about Police Squad. Like, this episode is so much of that. Yeah. Like, there's nothing there's in it that's not There's always one more thing that you think that, exactly. that you're not expecting. So, Burns gets fined $3 million, and... Um, then they, you know, the whole town has to decide what they're going to do with the money. So they have a public meeting. Mr. Burns tries to wreck it. Hello, my name is Mr. Snrub, and I come from uh, someplace far away. Yes, that will do. <laughs> anyway, I, I say we invest that money back in the nuclear plant. I like the way Snrub thinks. <laughs> snrub. <laughs> so, it's classic. I'm trying to figure out how to spell that for the Snrub. Yeah. yeah. So, um,. The uh, it looks like they're going classic, you know, Springfield town meeting. Right. Uh, it looks like they're going to vote for Marge's idea, which is to fix up Main Street, which everybody has wrecked by keeping their snow their snow chains on their tires yeah. and carrying too much weight in their cars. Tattoo <laughs> Homer, oh, right. <laughs> the snow chains on his car, and a grand piano <laughs> strapped to the roof, going, "Oh, look at that asphalt fly!" So, uh, but then there's a mysterious stranger who uh, ensorcels Mayor Quimby immediately. You know, a town with money's a little like the mule with a spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it, and danged if he knows how to use it. (laughs) (laughs) Mule. The name's Lanley, Lyle Lanley. And I come before you good people tonight with an idea. Probably the greatest... Oh, it's not for you. It's more of a Shelbyville idea. Now, wait just a minute. We're twice as smart as the people of Shelbyville. Just tell us your idea and we'll vote for it. Obviously, that's the great Phil Hartman as Lyle Landley, the music man type uh, smooth talker. So they we hear the song town votes on having spending the money on a monorail. And so then act two of the episode is basically Lyle Landley insinuating himself into everyone's life, starting with uh, we see him making a visit to Lisa's class. Thank you for coming, Mr. Landley. I'm Miss Hoover. Miss Hoover. That is hard to believe. Oh, you. (laughs) 
Now I'm here to answer any questions you children may have about the monorail. Me! 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 Can it outrun the Flash? You bet. Can Superman outrun the Flash? Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> Hello, little girl. Wondering if your dolly can ride the monorail for free? <laughs> Hardly. I'd like you to explain why we should build a mass transit system in a small town with a centralized population. <laughs> Young lady, that's the most intelligent question I've ever been asked. Really? <laughs> oh, I could give you an answer, but the only ones who'd understand it would be you and me. And that includes your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> They just don't write jokes like that anymore in the yeah. Simpsons, right? They just, like, they have to, it has to be, like, obvious hitting you on the head with a hammer kind of stuff now. Yeah. They just yeah. don't have that kind of stuff. No, and that's so good. And it, it's, it reminds me, too, of the um, the episode earlier where Mr. Burns is running for state senate or whatever, and they, they give Lisa the card question. Yes. Your, your campaign seems to have the momentum of a runaway, runaway train. train. <laughs> anyway, so she's still asking smart questions, but even Lisa is uh, is totally won over by Lyle Landley. So Homer enlists in um, in a course to become a monorail conductor and uh, and actually takes it seriously. Oh, the other thing that happens is, um, this is a, I remembered as we were watching it, that there used to be a whole run of jokes about Homer saying whatever was the topic of the week was his lifelong dream. Yes. Yeah. And Marge going, your lifelong dream was whatever. In this just case, it was, it was to run <laughs> to run on the field in a baseball game, then holds up the newspaper of local idiot ruins, ruins game, game or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so Homer takes the, uh, takes the monorail conducting course. Uh, which one? Oh, at the end of the con- the end of the course. So then, mono <laughs> means one, and rail means rail, and that concludes our intensive three week course. <laughs> Still a line that we use around yep, the house. Yep, also. You betcha. <laughs> uh, much like uh, when Homer is touring the rest of the family in the uh, in his his uh, his cab as a conductor. <laughs> this is top ten things I've quoted. In oh my, my god! With oh, so much, so many substitutions. Yep. Homer, there's a family of possums in here. I call the big one bitey. <laughs> I call the blank one blanky. Blanky, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Did you just steal my last cookie? I call the big one steely, etc. <laughs> so, um, so, so Marge then has the the last act of it is Marge figuring out Lyle Landley is a total shyster, and so she goes to North Haverbrook. To investigate the uh, the monorail that he built there, and and captures the she finds the the uh, engineer who built it in North Haverbrook and brings him back. But by then, completely everything is going crazy. The the all of the monorail equipment is broken down. It's out the of trail, control. The train is whipping around the yeah. track. They just again more of a stacking game. You know, these seldom break break exactly, bus. <laughs> exactly. But they, you know, there's, you think they're they're going to be saved. Well, we could just shut off the power. No, it's solar. Yeah. And then there's a solar eclipse yep. for no reason. Yeah. So uh, so Marge gets to town with uh, with the engineer. We're too late. I shouldn't have stopped for that haircut. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Such a total Conan right? O'Brien weird yes. absurd joke. Yes. Um. And then. Uh, Oh yeah. Then they, we cut to the chaos that's going on on the train, including Leonard Nimoy <laughs> commenting on the uh, and giant props for Leonard Nimoy for actually doing this. Yeah, well, well, I didn't get a clip of it, but but he, you know, they introduce him and he's like, "I think this vessel could do at least warp nine Polite, uh, polite laughter in the crowd. Yeah. And then Mayor Quimby is uh, tells him to Something the force, the force be with you. And is you doing? Do you even know who I am? I think so. Are you one of the little rascals? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the other moment is when... Uh, Krusty's jumps out. Yeah, Krusty's trying to just jump out of the train, whip it around at 200 miles an hour, and he just, like, pulls him back mid-air and says, no, the, the world, world needs, needs laughter. laughter. <laughs> but my favorite Leonard Nimoy moment is... 
a solar eclipse. The cosmic ballet goes on. Does anyone want to switch seats? (laughs) (laughs) So finally, Homer, you know, stops a monorail, whatever. And I feel like the only weak part of the episode is that they get Marge's voiceover saying it was the only folly that the people of Springfield ever embarked upon, except for the... The, the giant popsicle magnifying stick, glass. The popsicle stick skyscraper, the giant magnifying glass, and the escalator to nowhere, the end. Like, yeah. it's it's just such a, like, I've, yeah. I've read interviews with Conan before where he's said, like, the laziest way to get out of a sketch is, like, someone walks off stage and shoots themselves, yeah. and that's the end. It's yeah. a, a, To me, that's the equivalent of yeah. the yeah. Sh- getting out of the sketch by shooting yourself. Like, the ending's a little odd. Yeah, it's yeah, just, it, you know, it could have ended on donuts. Is there anything they can't do? Yeah. It would still be a very James L. Brooksy kind of, like, mm-hmm. heartfelt line, right. everyone's safe, blah, blah. But other than that, I feel like this is a perfect episode of The Simpsons. It's definitely one of the strongest, and I, I am... There's a couple moments that I really enjoyed from this episode yes. that I wanted to bring up. Um, one of them is the um, when everybody's thinking about what to do with the money uh, that the uh, you know that the the town will bring in yeah. um, before they decide on the monorail. Lisa has this moment of how they're going to prove the school through virtual learning, <laughs> virtual reality helmets. And yeah. there's a uh, moment uh, with uh, Genghis Khan. Mm, excellent. Hello, Lisa. I'm Genghis Khan. You go where I go. Defile what I defile. Eat who I eat. Hmm? <laughs> That's what I use from time to time a lot. Mm-hmm. Eat who yeah. I eat. Mm-hmm. The, the, the part that makes that is a hmm? <laughs> Funny enough, not the... This is the second animated Genghis Khan mentioned in a canon submission on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, the other one I wanted to bring up was uh, when uh, Bart uh, starts to actually think uh, that Homer is actually going to succeed at his dream of becoming a, uh, <laughs> a monorail, monorail conductor. conductor. Yes. He's just finished giving me a quiz. He's like, hey, this actually might work. It was a little uh, heart to heart. You know, I used to think you were stuck in an emasculating go-nowhere job. <laughs> Kids. But now I want to follow in your footsteps. Do you want to change your name to Homer Jr.? The kids can call you Hoju. So good. I'll get back to you. <laughs> it there this episode has so much of what I loved about, you know, the good years of The Simpsons where mm-hmm. there was like actual family dynamics really yeah. played into the jokes they were telling and the stories they were telling, whereas now they're just um empty sentiments yeah. uh stacked on top of something that yeah. doesn't yes. really, and never gels in the same way. Sure. Like I always said, like like the, the moment the Simpsons sort of lost it was when they sort of stopped putting the family dynamics at the core of what was going yes. on yeah. and started these like, let's start with the fantastical first and then move into yeah. how we're going to deal with it in a Simpsons How we're going to tie it to the actual Simpsons. Yeah. 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 And this excels at, at, yeah. at, at that. I mean, that's not to say that there's not things in the episode that, you know, could only happen in a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, the whole idea of building a monorail no, but in town. It always has a soul to it. Yes, yeah. yes. And, you yeah. know, the the Lyle Lanley character is, you know, clearly a music man sort of figure. Right. You know, but but it works. Somehow well, and, that, works. and that part of it, the whole, the, the music man parody of it is so spot on and yeah. it's so perfect and it's and it targets the exact right characters and Marge is of course going to be the skeptic that plays yep. in perfectly to who Marge is mm-hmm. um, and Homer's the one who gets a new job every week mm-hmm. so that plays perfectly into who Homer is yep. and Phil Hart I mean anything that you can sort of look back and think fondly of Phil Hartman is fantastic was yeah. there a joke when the monorail is out of control and it keeps whipping around mm-hmm. where 
Homer gives one of like the passing, like yeah. Yes, yeah. and then the the, what the engineer saying? by whatever his name is Cobb oh, is like right. uh, judging by your husband's cowardly scream, yes. I might say it's about two hundred miles an hour. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, there's and there's a whole other thing where the um, there's a scuffle between Quimby and Wiggum about who's in charge. Yes, yeah. in the emergency, and they have to go and check the town. Oh, charter. the town charter. That's what that one is. I'm supposed to get a pig every month and two comely Probably lasses of virtue. True, like we really could have clipped up the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. There's so much in it. There's also the part where Homer's watching the commercial for the uh, monorail institute, the Landley Institute of Monorail Conducting, where they're saying, are you on your second beer of the night? And Homer goes, does whiskey count as beer? <laughs> or when he's in bed with Marge and does the whole thing of like, what if I talk like this? What if I sing to you? What if I brought you a chicken? <laughs> I gave my love a chicken. Yeah. No, it had no bones. Mm, chicken. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it doesn't stop. Like no, it's, it's relentless. It, it is. It is good. And it's a great season. I, the other one from season four that I thought about doing was, in fact, Little Miss Springfield, the one where uh, Lisa sure. enters the child beauty contest. But there's also the one where Selma was trying to figure out if she wants to be a parent. A fish called and Selma? She, is that what that one is? No, no, that's oh when she marries Troy. Oh, okay. No, the one where she takes um, where she takes um the kids to Duffland. Oh, sure. Oh, Surly. <laughs> Surly. Surly looks out for one guy. Surly. Surly. Duff Gardens. Hurrah! <laughs> Six foot sub. Lisa drinking the water oh, and then hallucinating. The I'm the lizard queen. Yeah. So my I, favorite to- part of that episode is Homer's sort of like half-ass sickly defense of the sub. Yeah. When yes. Marge threatens, you should throw that out. <laughs> it's are got you, mushrooms. Are you whispering to the sub? It's anyway. also the erotic adventures of Hercules, but yes. we can obviously discuss can that wait, in another yeah. episode because it is great. Yeah. But um, season four, if I had to like gun to my head, pick the best all over season of The Simpsons, it would be season four. And this, I feel like, is the crown jewel of season four. Agreed. Agreed. All right. All right. The Simpsons. Marge versus Monorail. Season four, you are hereby inducted into the Extra Hot Great Canon. This is a little weird, but (laughs) it's time for the canon again. (laughs) Joe. All right. So um, I'm expecting this one is going to be maybe the toughest sell of the three, not to get into predicting. (laughs) Um, But mine is from season six. It's called The PTA Disbands. Um, And sort of going back to what we were just talking about and uh, episodes that really focus on The Simpsons family, I think those are fantastic. But I also think like one of the best virtues of The Simpsons is this giant canvas of supporting weird towny characters. And I feel like this episode deals with sort of the entire landscape of Springfield in the best way possible. Um, It starts with a field trip to uh, some colonial Williamsburg style history, living history museum um, that has a lot to do with the civil war. And I don't think I got it. I didn't, I forgot to get you a song clip of this, but this is when uh, the soldiers are, uh, are reenacting the, uh, the heroic battle where the Springfielders <laughs> defeated the white flag waving uh, <laughs> enemy combatants who are yelling, we need leeches and hacksaws to saw off our gangrene as limbs. And the guy, the Springfielders are, uh, those white flags are no match for our muskets. Um, so, of course, 
this is Bart's class, Mrs. Krabappel's class is going there, and Skinner's there, and they're far too cheap. They don't have any money to actually pay to get in. I'm like Principal Valiant, winner right. of the Princey Awards. Who swept the Princeys last year. <laughs> See, they get a little extra, extra. learning. <laughs> <laughs> so while Otto is siphoning gas from the uh, other school's school Using bus. Using the school credit card. <laughs> the garden hose. The garden hose. And the oh, I shouldn't have eaten that mint first. <laughs> Um, so while uh, he's doing that, the Skinner and Krabappel and Bart's class are looking over the back fence trying to learn for free, and then mm. they get chased off. Yeah, can't uh, do that. They get chased off, and they had to run onto the bus, and they lose Uter. Yeah. Uh, one of several oh, times Uter, I think, yep. has passed away on the mm-hmm. show. Um, so Krabappel Sorry, gets... the, 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 the part with Uter that I love yeah. is the editing decision they made exactly when to cut the visual of Away the from soldiers him? descending on him. <laughs> like, there's, like, like... The, the, it's like the barest downward motion on the muskets towards him as they all surround him in a circle. Yeah. It's just perfect. And then it just it's cuts back to the bus. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. So Krabappel is, uh, is super angry at Skinner uh, for... Uh, his cheapskatey ways. This is when they get back to school. And so she's sort of giving him hell for uh, just the general dis- state of disarray and preparedness for the school. So. Seymour, the teachers are fed up. You have to start putting money back into the school. You cut back on everything. Salaries, supplies, the food. I don't care what you say, I can taste the newspaper. Posh. Shredded newspapers add much-needed roughage and essential inks. Besides, you didn't notice the old gym mats. There's very little meat in these gym mats. (laughs) Our demands are very reasonable. By ignoring them, you're selling out these children's futures. Oh, come on, Edna. We both know these children have no future. <laughs> Prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Speaking of lines that I repeat a billion times. Prove me wrong, kids. Yeah. Prove me, too. me wrong. I think I just used it this week. <laughs> that you did. So uh so this all leads up and uh at uh Bart notices this and he decides he's gonna provoke tensions between them and it all leads up to the announcement that Krabappel and the rest of the teachers are going on strike. <laughs> Give me that attention teachers! We're on strike. Ha! Oh, no. Strike, Miss Hoover? Are you on... Go home, children. Hello? (laughs) Mrs. Pummelhorst? I'd like to get down now. There we have my favorite moment on The Simpsons ever oh, is this so tiny little girl on the parallel rings the in the rings. gym and she's just hanging like 10 feet above the ground going hello and it's so pathetic and so sad and i absolutely adore it and i think it. that's the last like that's the moment then he cut to commercial yes right? yeah that was the commercial so right there. in fact some of the times when they show it in syndication they cut it too soon and you only get like half of the word mm-hmm. like or half of i'd like to get down now uh. and i get so incredibly angry because it's that little <laughs> pathetic i'd like to get down now yeah um so the teachers go on strike. Bart is in hog heaven, uh, sort of free to be up to as much mischief as he can possibly get up to, uh, including all trying to stoke the fires of the, of the strike to make sure it keeps going. What do you mean the bank is out of money? Insolvent? You only have enough cash for the next three customers! Hey, what's hey, 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 hey. Just a second here. No, no, I, I don't have your money here. It's in Bill's house and, and, and Fred's house. Hey, what the hell are you doing with my money in your house, Fred? Which is a fantastic callback to It's a Wonderful Life. But there's another one where uh, 
where he starts whispering from the back of the crowd of uh, protesting teachers. Now for Operation Strike Make Go Longer. <laughs> you know, I heard Skinner say the teachers will crack any minute. Skinner said the teachers will crack any minute. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. <laughs> we'll show him, especially for that Purple Monkey Dishwasher remark. <laughs> A little bit of trivia. Yeah. Uh, Damn Hell S. Kings, the original name I wanted for it was Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Oh, yeah. And somebody had it. I was going to say, is that like a band or something like that? Like, uh, yeah, it was like registered. This was like years yeah. and years ago. Didn't Sarah just use Purple yeah. Monkey she Dishwasher did. just as yeah. a throwaway? Yeah. You'll, have, you'll have noticed it several weeks ago. Yes. But, uh, yes, not just. But um, that seems to me, it's such a classic construction of a joke. It's yep. a classic, like, reversal of expectation, that mm-hmm. telephone game. Yeah. Um, uh, just that's a brilliant. And the, and the other moment that's moment. like that in this episode, that's earlier in episode, back at the uh, the Disney, the Williams Williamsburg <clears throat> kind of yeah, thing. Fort Springfield or whatever, Old yeah, Springfield is. Uh, there's a moment that when the tour guide's like, and so this fully operational yes. cannon is loaded, and you know its trigger is got a hair trigger, and all the while know, the bus is coming closer and closer yeah, in the distance. Good thing nothing's happening because it's pointed right at the main support for this guard tower, <laughs> and the bus comes in and slams it, and then nothing <laughs> happens. Of like, course, we don't keep it loaded. Yeah, it's That's just sense. common sense. Yes. Yeah, great. Um, so while Bard is living it up around town, Lisa, of course, being the uh, teacher's pet that she is, is really struggling without the uh, approval. She's got her own little like personal school kit, but it's it's not enough, and she eventually cracks with Marge. Grade me. Look at me. Evaluate and rank me. Oh, I'm good, 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 and oh, so smart. Grade me. That's one of the best <laughs> yes. Lisa moments, yes. I think, from the show. Totally. Yeah. So Marge is is dissatisfied, not only with Lisa, but she also is not liking all the all the mischief that Bart is getting up to. There's something about flying a kite at night that's so unwholesome. <laughs> Hello, mother. <laughs> and Homer, for his part, uh, really has had it up to here with Lisa and her uh, homeschooling. Lisa, get in here. <laughs> in this house, we obey the laws of thermodynamics. That's Lisa's, Homer being... Lisa's built a perpetual motion machine. <laughs> it's really flummoxed, Homer. <laughs> so, uh... The entire town of Springfield decides enough is enough, and they've got to plan a solution to this. So there is a PTA meeting where PTA President Flanders tries to uh, come up with the best solution possible, and he brings Skinner and Krabappel in for a summit. Just before we play, I just have to say, this is one of the the greatest sort of, like, writing moments. Yeah. That they had such talent and such, like, an excess of yeah. writing ability that there's so many like little moments jammed into this. Yes. That is so funny. Yeah. One of my favorite moments. Mrs. Carbapo, why don't you begin? Boo! <laughs> oh, boo yourself. Our demands are simple. A small cost of living increase and some better equipment and supplies for your children. Oh, that's yeah. Give it to them! Yeah, in a dream world, we have a very tight budget to do what she's asking. We'd have to raise taxes. Raise! Way too high as they are. <laughs> it's your children's future. It'll cost you. Yeah. Yeah. Taxes. <laughs> taxes. Come on. All right, that's a good point. <laughs> At this moment, uh, Principal Skinner is doing the little the finger rubbing rub. his fingers and thumb together. Oh, oh yeah, the taxes. The finger thing means the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> The finger thing means the taxes. Yeah. It's just, it's... Well, you know, they there's this whole... It's that rabble, rabble, crowd yeah, kind of thing. Took, they took what other shows just would have done yeah. that with. Yes. And, like, made it this, like, great sort of rewind it, listen to it again yes. comedy moment. It's yeah. awesome. 
Yeah, the thing, the thing with the oh my god, uh, so good. it's great. So that's the solution because uh, superintelligent cyborgs haven't been created. The solution in the PTA charter is to have uh, people from the neighborhood be teachers, starting with the most unlikely of all, Grandpa's friend Jasper, <laughs> Joe's favorite character, my favorite character, in... Jasper. For those who aren't Simpsons super oh, fans, sure. the, guy the with bald the guy with the long the beard. Big yeah, guy. so here he is uh, giving the instructions to Lisa's class. Talking on a turn, to Padlin. Looking out the window, that's a paddling. Staring at my sandals, that's a paddling. Paddling the school canoe. Oh, you better believe that's a paddling. <laughs> Second favorite Jasper moment ever. Second to uh, Frostilicus emerging Moon from. Pies. What a time to be alive. Isn't this also the episode where he gets his beard caught in the pencil sharpener? In the sharpener. pencil sharpener, yes. <laughs> and every time uh, Grandpa tries to extract it, he, he ends gets, up just turning the crank and he gets, gets it stuck more. further. Well, I'm out of ideas. That's one of the, gr- the, the great visual gags yes. in, the, in the series. The other one that I couldn't do because it was purely visual was when Marge ultimately becomes Bart's teacher after they, they chase away Mo, they chase away yeah. whoever, and, uh, and Milhouse goes, Bart, the, the, the prank, you gotta, you gotta warn it, it's your mom. And he goes, oh, right, and he rushes up to Marge and he knocks the thumb tack off of the chair that she was about to sit on and he goes back and the host goes no 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 not that one the other one and Mark goes oh and he runs back up and he knocks her out of the way before the giant log comes <laughs> and like cracks the, the, the ba- blackboard, blackboard behind and her. Marge goes we did that one in my day oh too. my god it's so that's another one where it's just like you you do not see I don't care how much you're, you're thinking of whatever you don't see no. that giant log coming it's awesome <laughs> uh, and so uh Lisa, however, is still dissatisfied by the, the citizen teachers and, fi- and is really worried that it's going to affect her future. There's no way I'll get into an Ivy League school now. At this rate, I probably won't even get into Vassar. I've had just about enough of your Vassar bashing, young lady. <laughs> so that, that sort of ties into my second favorite thing about the episode, being that it's such a great sort of poking fun at Lisa. Like, Lisa's a fantastic character, and... Uh, the episodes surrounding her are really iconic, Little Miss Springfield being one of them. Yes. But she can get insufferable at times, and mm-hmm. she can get preachy at times. And I really love that every once in a while, The Simpsons would take a moment to really just uh, put a pin in her and deflate her a little bit. Well, and really like acknowledge what a pill a yeah. kid like that is. And yeah. I can say that because I was that kid. Right. I still am that And kid. I figured this episode does it in a way that still sort of like cherishes Lisa and her yes. little foibles. But that thing about uh, grade me, grade me, grade me, it's just like that's Lisa <laughs> in a nutshell. That and I feel like the the uh, no one would understand it. And that includes your teacher. Like yes. the, the one yeah. from the previous episode. Both yeah. of those are great Lisa, like Lisa in a nutshell. And there was a moment moments. earlier where she's she's worried that she can only use two synonyms for a word. And she's, yes. I'm losing my perspicacity <laughs> yes. um so it's a great but just the amount of showcases this episode has for people around town mm-hmm. it's so it's a great skinner uh showcase krabappel mo with uh is it because of my big ears is that why you're making fun <laughs> of me because i can't help that children <laughs> um uh jasper as i said professor frank teaching the little kindergartners yes who they'll you'll enjoy this uh, popcorn popping machine on as many levels as i do yes did you have that toy i did yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah definitely yep. everybody, did. everybody absolutely did. uh leopold the uh scary yep. school board guy oh, yeah. come in leopold and he's never his bark is always worse than his bite mm-hmm. millhouse had a great uh great moment in it it's just it really made great use of the wide canvas uh super super high laugh ratio just it's so incredibly clippable i could have probably had about twice as many i had to like really whittle this list that down. was the challenge of this episode in general of yeah extra hot great was figuring yeah. out the yeah clip-orama for dave you so uh, salute you on that um 
I will say that after after that Vassar moment, the sort of the solution to the whole thing, it's very even worse than the Monorail episode. It really is just like, and then they made up, like, and yeah. then they found a solution. And there was that weird tag at the end about they put the prisoners, their housing prisoners, yeah. in the classrooms, and that was just like, a, we've decided to end the episode now. Right. So then they got rescued by oh, let's let's say, say Mo. Mo. Yeah. Right. Um, it's making me making me think of how often <laughs> that happens on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as Simpsons family-based storytelling. Like, it's a great showcase, like I said, for Lisa. Um, but it's not really, like, a really great Homer and Marge episode. They're just sort of, like, there observing. Mm-hmm. So I can understand where that's a shortcoming that some people might not be able mm-hmm. to, at least able to call it one of the greatest episodes of all time. Right. But I just think the sheer amount of quotability from the episode, uh, it totally makes it there for me. In a story that I feel like it was before the stories became really egregiously like, and then Barney got hooked on coffee or whatever. Like, right. So that's my case. Tara? I used to always confuse this with another episode that I hate because it was written by the same person. Jennifer Crittenden wrote this one, and she also wrote the one where it's the flashback of how Maggie was born, um. which is riddled with continuity errors to the canon of the show and like someday we will have Tara Ariano continuity cop because like I can forgive a lot about the Simpsons but when they're when they violate stuff we know is not there because we saw it in previous episodes Mm -hmm. it makes me insane it's true she gets she gets like crazy mad about it to the the point where I'm like honey honey sweetie darling you got to take a breather. The, the episode <laughs> that was on a couple show. of years ago where it was like, right. here, Marge and Homer in the 90s. Like, no, yeah. they fucking weren't. But they were on TV in the 90s. Like, I, I think that night yeah. I turned over and was like, I can't watch this. But don't you <laughs> like, feel like the show at this point has made such a joke out of that sort of like no, shifting? No, I don't. Okay. Right. No, I don't. But that's a subject Tara for another does not episode. believe in plastic reality. Okay. I, <laughs> to a point, but it's like... I'm right. not. I'm not going to derail the conversation. Okay. This this episode is not one of my favorites, but it definitely does have a lot of classic potable moments. And even though I I feel the opposite about that that moment with the cannon, with the cannon in oh, the, yeah. at oh, Fort yeah. Springfield, like to me that's that feels like lazy writing. Yeah. But that aside, I will still. I well, will. I wonder if that was one of the like. Uh, when did the Simpsons really start like doing fourth wall jokes? Yeah. Like, that might have been pretty early in that yeah. introduction mm-hmm. of that sort of thing. So I think sure. it might have been fresher at the time than it yes. is now. So a, cu- a couple of those moments that sort of rankle me aside, mm-hmm. there's so much good in this episode, I can't not vote for it. Okay. I take your point that this is, I think the, the way to put this is this episode is more about the town as a whole than it is about the Simpsons, you yeah. know, and it is for that reason, like a really good showcase of sort of all the secondary characters. Yeah. And even before it got like super nuts, like now there's like probably three or four times as many characters to deal with, yeah. and there's a lot of duds. Like, well, and- I, there's some ones they introduce time and time again that I'm like, no, like the Cossington oh. guy that's patterned off, right? Yeah, 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 that, guy, yeah. that guy's no business yeah. being in the or show. Or the fact right? that they had an episode, uh, a Duffman episode. Like, I it got yeah. to me when yeah. they would start doing like. This is such and sh- such side characters yeah. devoted episode. Well, I feel like this one spread it out enough that uh, I remember one of the Simpsons. Um, DVD commentaries somebody mentioned that one of the ways you make money can make money off writing an episode is to introduce a character and when that character is reused you get a royalty over royalties just for writing an episode so if somebody else uses Bumblebee Man after you created him back in Mm. season 2 in season 8 you're getting a cut of that Yep. Bumblebee Man's a totally a Conan creation though right because he seems it 
probably. Maybe. I the sea captain is, it. I believe. Oh but God, I think that's why yeah. there's been sort of this put, like, one of the reasons why I imagine... So whoever created Lindsay Nagel is uh, yeah. raking <laughs> in the dough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, but, dis- and Disco Stew. And Disco Stew. Yeah. Um, it's not... It's not... I don't know if this is in my top ten, but... Um, I have way more than 10 episodes I can put in the canon of The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, this is. Is definitely... it in your top 50? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I would recommend this recommend this episode to anybody. It yep. is like very yeah. quotable. Mm-hmm. It, it does bring to the forefront some characters that haven't really had some time to shine. Like, Otto really wasn't doing much yet in yeah. the series. Like, he, he, like, you know, he had some moments later, especially like the Spinal Tap episode and stuff yeah. like that. But at this point, you know, he had some moments there. So it was kind of cool to see all those characters. And this is before that episode that was like the 22 stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yes, was just it was. all about little yeah. characters. Although it might have been it was like later on this tap, season, though. but it was definitely, yeah. 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 So anyway, so yes, I also vote yes. You know what that means? All right. The Simpsons, the PTA disbands yes. from season six. Yep, six. You are hereby inducted into the extra hot great canon. What? <laughs> I think this thing's broken. This is the third time we've heard that today. What? Well, uh, Joe, much like you, I have a little... Um, the, the, to remind people, the premise of the show is we all agreed to put our favorite episode of The Simpsons... Yes up on the block yes for consideration into the canon and i've always said that for me the simpsons um glory days are season two to uh season seven those are the dvd Mm -hmm. of zion never bothered by buying season eight but my personal favorite episode comes from season eight yeah and i will admit it's almost entirely uh personality driven by a new character they introduced the episode is called you only move twice. Yes. And in this episode, um, a uh, the Globex Corporation is hunting through uh, Mr. Burns' um, personnel files to get somebody to help them on a nuclear initiative at their company. And they tried the beginning of the episode. They tried to um, recruit Mr. Smithers, who's like, oh, just like, no, thank you, not interested, and uh, can't anybody just walk down the street in America without getting offered a job? <laughs> And um, so they go so, to the so next they go to Homer. Senior. Yes. And uh, Homer, sure, you know, his lifelong dream has always been to go to this other town and do it. Yeah. Um, and so he brings a videotape back to the household uh, to show them all about Cypress Creek. Creek. Yes. The town in which the Globex, this basically the Globex Corporation's company town. Yeah. And um so after the whole family has watched it, there's this one moment that's all about the family that I really enjoyed. Well, what do you think of me in Cypress Creek now, Marge? It does seem nicer than Springfield. Yeah. Did you notice how the people weren't shoving or knocking each other down? I've never been to a place like that before. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I like the, like the three-second lead time of yes. the joke of him running down the stairs. Yeah. Like, oh, opportunity knocks. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he convinces the family, and so they all pack up for Cypress Creek. And um, where the episode really hits stride for me is when uh, they move into their fabulous new home, well-appointed, grander than anything they could ever dream of. Self-cleaning. Yeah, and they get a knock on the door, and uh, 
It's uh, Homer's boss, Homer's new boss at Globex. Ah, uh, forget it. How are you? I'm Hank Scorpio. Wow, my boss. Don't call me that word. I don't like things that elevate me above the other people. I'm just like you. Oh, sure, I come later in the day, I get paid a lot more, and I take longer vacations, but I don't like the word boss. Hey, look at my feet. Okay. You like those moccasins? <laughs> look in your closet. There's a pair for you. Don't like them? Then neither do I. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Ever see a guy say goodbye to a shoe? Yeah, it's one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet the writer who added that yes, yes. once. Because <laughs> that is brilliant. It's the that great Albert Brooks as uh, the voice of Hank Scorpio. Yeah, so Hank Scorpio is the Globex. Uh, he's sort of like their their Richard Branson kind of yeah. character. Well, he's the fact like that he's billionaire. called Scorpio is like he's he's supposed to be he's obviously kind of a Bond villain Got something type else too. going on. Yeah. But his name is Hank. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's not like he's Julian Scorpio or something. So uh, Hank Scorpio is still at the door, still saying hello to the family and... Uh, I keep expecting to get the bums rush. We don't have bums in our town, Marge, and if we did, they wouldn't rush. They'd be allowed to go at their own pace. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm in the middle of a fun run. See you at work tomorrow. Although I don't really like to call it work. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, you have to think back when this episode aired, you know, was sort of like the dawn of sort of the, you know, CEO as a personality. Yeah. You know, sort of the sports jacket sneaker thing, which they actually, you know, make reference to in this show. So he's sort of like, as we'll see later, this Bond villain merged with sort of this go super cheery celebrity yeah. CEO type that sort of popped up in the '90s. So they're in Cypress Creek, and now the family is sort of like having their own experiences in the town. Um, Bart goes to school into whatever grade he's in, and he sort of learns that well, the private education system is certainly a lot better than the public education system because he doesn't know. What's going on? He can't read cursive. Mm-hmm. Um, he can say things like hell and damn, as he says <laughs> to the teacher. Do you know cursive? Well, I know hell and damn. Um, so he is uh, sent to the... Uh, the Brown Reading Group, I believe. It's the heads... Uh, he- the leg up. The leg group? up. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, where he um, he meets uh, some of his classmates, including uh, this fellow, which I really enjoyed being from where I am. So what are you in for? I moved here from Canada, and they think I'm slow, eh? <laughs> I've, I've known in the past there's been a few Canadian writers on The Simpsons, and uh, you, you see the references pop up now and again. We're well, talking yes. about the Spinal Tap thing. There's or the, the CFL draft joke in yeah, one episode. Yeah, the Route 401. Well, and what's that character's name, of course? Oh, yes. And so um, so <laughs> the class is obviously sort of, you know, you know, the guys aren't doing so good, and they're a little rambunctious, and the uh, teacher um, has to calm them all down. The last one she'll yell at is, in fact, our Canadian friend. Stop it! Stop it! Warren! Melvin! Gary! Dot! Gordy! <laughs> Gordy! Perfect the, choice. The, the ultimate Canadian name. Yep. Perfect choice, yeah. Yep. And this was also uh, the same show that brought us the Gordy Howe, yep. uh, Woodrow Wilson mashup for the... Saskatchewan's um, own Gordy Howe. Uh, <laughs> uh, blind Date. The yes. Dating Mrs. service that's with right. Mrs. Kerbopples. Kerbopples. Yeah. Yes, that's Fake right. Fake boyfriend. Um... Another big reason I really like this episode is I love it in The Simpsons when Marge is out of her element. Yes. Those, when Marge sort of goes a little crazy, yeah. I really like it a lot. Yeah. And um, the reason that she's going a little out of her mind in this episode is all the housework is being done for her. She has nothing to do. The oven cleans itself. You know, they have the, they actually talk about a Roomba machine before the Roomba was even in existence. There's like an auto vac that's going around the house, cleaning it up. The garden waters itself. Everything's happening. Everything in the house is sparkling. And there's no dialogue in this clip, but I just really love this moment. She's like, just, she's just like 
10 o'clock in the morning and uh, there's nothing to do, so she just pours herself a glass of wine. (laughs) 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 They used to use that audio clip a lot. Yeah, that was was good. Yeah. Um, So, and Homer's experience is that he is, um, you know, he's unqualified to lead his team of nuclear technicians, but... There he is, and uh, Hank Scorpio has charged him with motivating his force to get this nuclear reactor in, t- in time uh, for a uh, deadline that's approaching. And so uh, Homer has this uh, brilliant idea how to do that. Uh, hi, Homer, what can I do for you? Sir, I need to know where I can get some business hammocks. Hammocks? My goodness, what an idea. Why didn't I think of that? Hammocks! Homer, there's four places. There's the hammock hut, that's on third. Uh-huh. There's hammocks or us. Got that's it. on third, too. You got put your butt there? Mm-hmm. That's on third? Yeah. Swing low, sweet chariot? Right. Okay. Matter of fact, they're all in the same complex. It's the hammock complex down on third? Oh, the hammock district. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's Again, another that's, one we use a lot. Oh, oh the hammock district. A, that's such a precisely built joke, too. Yeah. That's like textbook. Absolutely yeah. textbook. Yeah, so oh, he's the that sort district. of... Yeah, it's great that you know, Hank Scorpio, is, he's this great villain. But, you know, he's really got his... He's folksy. He's, he's taking care of his people. Yeah. And uh, there's this other moment I didn't clip, but he's actually playing like a trust game with Homer. Yes. And uh, it goes wrong <laughs> because he's like doing the counting. He's like three, two, and the phone rings. He says, oh, one second. And then Homer falls down. He's like, don't jack that up the mistrust. It's just like this great <laughs> yeah. character. The character is so fully realized for somebody yes. who just yeah. have like You only see him once. Well, and, and he's it. so on all the time. He's yeah. so exuberant, but he yeah. also seems so sincere mm-hmm. in yeah. his insincerity mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. Yeah, um, uh, this is a really great little uh, moment from the uh, from the show. Doesn't he? By the way, Homer, what's your least favorite country? Italy or France? France. <laughs> Nobody ever says Italy. <laughs> Carrying on the proud Simpsons tradition of anti French. Hating France. <laughs> yeah, it's not just the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Also carries over to uh, Futurama too. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why uh, Graining uh, had such a. He, he like admitted it at some point. He's like, "Yeah, it's something about the French I just don't like." And so it's just. I think we like, all are sympathetic. Oh to that. sure, yeah. Everyone um, but Brenda Walsh. Cheese eating surrender monkeys. And another little moment that <laughs> speaks to Hank Scorpio's personality I really like is Homer's family, and they all have their own experience in the town. It turns out to be not everything they hoped. You know, Marge needs busy work. Uh, Lisa's allergic to all the flowers in the town, and Bart's having a hard time in school because he's in the dumb class. So um, they convince him they need to move back to Springfield. So Homer has to deliver the news to his boss that it's time to go back, and he just has this throwaway line that I love. What's the problem? Well, my family wants to move back to Springfield. Let him go. You'll stay here with me. We'll go bowling. What's going on is a t- horrible James Bondy shootout in the middle of uh, yeah. Of so blowbacks. at this time we discover that Hank Scorpio has the Doomsday Device and he's basically <laughs> threatening uh, the United Nations, you know, in a typical kind of 70s, 60s James Bond plot. Yeah, and that's not in really... fact there is a James Bond figure. There who is. They get the yes. whole "I expect you to die" thing yeah. too. So. Um, I, I thought to myself, is this an episode I would put up for the canon if I wasn't forced to put up my favorite episode? Because it's so personal to me. I mean, not personal <laughs> in an emotional way, but I think it speaks to what I love yes. about a character. Yeah. More so than the overall strength of the show, because the beginning of the show is kind of weak. Like, to the point until they get to Cypress Creek, is except for, like, the... Um, 
you know, that the joke with Bart uh, um, slapping Lisa down. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. some great visual moments in the uh, promotional in the video. video. The best vi- visual the, moment. Yeah. The, they're, they're, the bum they're, turning into. Yeah. They're, they're doing all these like little <laughs> scenes of a dilapidated town being rejuvenated. Why can't someone make a town that works? The, you know, the old, you know, broken down whatever turns to the post office. And then yeah. like this hobo sitting on the street and he just turns into a mailbox. <laughs> Which With our this friend, great harp music in the yes, background. Yeah, our yeah. friend Dan, who will be on the show eventually, yeah. um, he was a recapper on TWAP. And whenever he had to like describe in any episode like the, the, a signifier of gentrification, he would describe like bums are turning into mailboxes everywhere you look. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, if you saw that episode, you get it. Even if you didn't yeah. see it, it's still funny. Yeah. And and the, uh, the Lisa storyline is nothing. Right. It, it doesn't yeah. really have any jokes. There's this like one joke with the owl and the, uh, mm-hmm. the chipmunk that's kind of <laughs> yeah. fun, which they totally ripped off wholesale last week's it's always sunny in philadelphia yes, they which did. was like oh that oh, was weird i don't think i've seen last week's episode yeah there's a moment where the yeah. hawk oh. takes the the bunny oh. uh, but last week's Spo- i mean uh, a month four week weeks ago, ago. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so you know i'm actually even myself unsure that i would say that this is canon worthy for me absolutely on a personal level but i don't know if it stands up as a as an episode as a whole well but there the, you have it that's that's you know the way it goes the thing that i i think makes it it's still grounded in character stuff is the detail of the reason that globex goes to homer in the first place is because after smithers he's the next most senior person at the plant yeah which is hilarious because he's still in the same job that yeah. he was when he started you yeah. know um and then at, from there i feel like it, it we get to see a side of homer that we don't usually get to see yes. which is he's good at the job yeah. yeah like he's not qualified but he actually does do well in it and so it's it he is kind great- of it's kind of actually wistful when he yeah. Yeah. agrees to give it up because he's he well, likes it. And not even just his competence, but his it it deals with the seldom uh discussed topic of Homer's ambitions. Yes. And like what does he want to do? He wants to own, he own the, the Dallas Cowboys the Dallas oh, the, Cowboys. Right, right, right. And then when uh when at the very end, who does he end up owning because Scorpio gives it to him? The Denver Broncos. Yes. Which is I think they even say on the on the show where Marge is like, What's wrong? You got a football team, it's yeah. perfectly good. And he's like, Marge, you wouldn't understand and it's true like unless you are like a big football fan like you don't understand and the note, and severe, the note from Scorpio is like I hope this helps you along your goal to your dream yes, the yeah. Denver Broncos yeah like, yes. like they're such a severe step down from the well and then goal. but they show them playing in the front yard and they're like falling yeah. and missing the ball and stuff there's also the detail of Homer um, buying Tom Landry's hat yeah Yes. yes, that's to, right. For, uh, to, to motivate the uh, yes, the it's Lord gave him gave us the atoms, and we got to make them dance. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a great line. So I think, I mean, I think it is still, even though it like like the Monorail episode, which has this sort of larger than life character mm-hmm. in the middle of it. You know, yeah. Landley here is you know Hank, but at the same time, it still is based in real stuff that we know about yeah. the family. Well, here's yeah, because you know, we were I was talking before about you know putting the fantastical in front of the family, or mm-hmm. do you build? You know, do you have a, a family dynamic driven storyline in which you put something else on top? And I feel like that's what this was. It was like the family is moving. Everybody's finding it hard you know, or, or, or mm-hmm. everybody except the father is finding it hard. And then this, in this new town, you know, he's the only one that's succeeding. Yeah. And then, oh, the job happens to be he's working for, you know, first right. old finger. Right. Right. You know, yes. Right. And so I think it actually works that way. I really like yeah. how they actually blended something yeah. that speaks to my stupid sense of humor, mm-hmm. but yes. also still was grounded in that family dynamic that well, makes it true. And yeah. not only like the joke, the main joke of the episode is like all of this Goldfinger stuff is happening and, and Homer 
is oblivious, is oblivious to all of it. And I feel like there's a little bit of that in the Marge storyline, too, where, like, she's going through her, like, desperate housewife thing, where, like, mm-hmm. there's a great callback to that joke with the wine where she's like i've been i've i found myself drinking a glass of wine a day i know doctors say you're supposed to have a glass and a half but i can't drink that much <laughs> yeah this uh, also in a, sorry go ahead no it's okay go i was ahead. just gonna say so you feel like marge is going through this entire like ordeal and we've only seen like the edges of it yeah really kind of like that the other thing i was gonna say is that you know plot line wise this is basically the same episode as um, the one where they move to Capital City so that Homer can be the Capital oh, yeah. can be the, the dancing Homer. Yeah. Yes, um, but it's much more fully realized because we actually see like there's stories for even if they're not even if they're not really that yeah. detailed. Yeah, the other family members get to see get to have their own experiences in the yeah. new city. Yeah, which in the Capital City one they don't. Yeah, um, yeah, there are those those those. And there, there's a, you're talking about Homer just being oblivious to everything. One of my favorite parts is. Um, you know, when he's going in to kind of deliver the news, he has to move away. There's just like this giant battle happening in the background and like Scorpio's throwing grenades over while he's talking to Homer and this like yeah. bikini babe does like 14 backflips yes. and then yes. snaps a guy's neck with yeah. her thighs and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, I gotta go. Well, there's Scorpio, that moment where yeah. he goes into the office to ask for sugar. Yes, I was just about to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he pulls and, he, and, and, and Scorpio's like, yeah, I got it for you. And he pulls out loose granulated sugar, sugar handfuls of it out of his pockets and just hands it to Homer like it's, sorry it's not in packets yeah. it's such a but he's full of those kind yeah. of completely random yes. affable good guy like well there's the other moment too that another visual joke where he's like can I hey, something about his coat yeah and he's like I didn't give corner. it to you at all and then you yeah. turn and he has it on backwards for <laughs> and, no reason and then the other reason I it has nothing to do with the enjoyment of this episode by itself but Compare this character, who's like my favorite character from the like my favorite like guest character from The Simpsons. He's, I'm, I'm looking, looking at, at his, his action figure, figure right now on your shelf. Yes, like I own Super two, Nintendo Chalmers. I own two Simpsons action figures. In this. Yeah, Hank Scorpio and Super Nintendo Chalmers. And um, compare this to uh, Sideshow Bob, mm-hmm. who had a really good start, a really yes. strong, and then they just like wrote that character into the ground. Yeah, they did. Yeah. You know, like he's had yeah. like. Uh, um, you know, uh, he's been, you know, um, so many changes of heart. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Thank mm-hmm. you. And, and thank God they just didn't bring this character back. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Like he's, he's just going to live forever. He's having his own storyline on a parallel show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sidebar and just say a number. How many good Sideshow Bob episodes were there? Three. Yeah. I would say three as well. Yeah. yeah. Cape Fear one, the first time I saw Not it. even oh the first God. one. Too. The floor of the rakes. Cape oh Fear was God. the best. Cape Fear is my number two so episode of all good. time. The one where he marries Selma. Yes. And yeah. Actually, I would say four because I think the one where he runs for uh, mayor. Oh yeah, that is a good one. And then one the too. one with his brother, yeah. I think, is yep. sneakily. That's the one with the like, Geech, Geech gone, gone to heaven, heaven Mister Turwilliger, <laughs> yeah. oh, cousin Merle, Co- right. cousin Merle, really. <laughs> uh, so even though I was uh, a little hesitant, let's do let's do the vote. Joe, what say ye? I love Hank Scorpio. I feel like your your I think your extreme love for him is is making <laughs> you think that you're the only one, but there there are others who love him I'm too. I'm not alone. <laughs> uh, so I definitely say yes. Right. Just to give a little bit of um, personal history on this one, this this episode was it was the season premiere the first year that Dave and I, after we started seeing each other, were were living in different countries, and so at that time Dave was working so hard. 
he did not see this episode when it aired and didn't get to watch it until he came to visit me in Toronto while I was at school. And because I recorded it because back then I was a VHS recording nerd. Mm -hmm. And so to get to experience this episode a second time with Dave, who knew for the very first time was a revelation for me because I knew even as I was watching, it was like, wow, this is like the Dave Cole episode. of the (laughs) (laughs) So of course I have to vote. Yes. All right. Yay. Yay. All right, well, we're hitting three for three. It's a Simpsons hat trick. Uh, you only moved twice from ep- uh, season eight of The Simpsons. You were hereby inducted into the extra hot gray cannon. Well, that's it for this episode of Extra Hot Great. Um, we did three Simpsons cannons, <laughs> and we got 30 more seconds to kill. Well... <laughs> You can uh, follow us on Twitter at extrahotpodcast.com. Of course, you can leave comments on our site, extrahotgreat.com. And uh, you can give us audio feedback at extrahotgreat.com slash talk. I hope you enjoyed the first podcast of 2011 recorded in 2010 because we're nice like that. We'll see you next week on Extra Hot Great. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Look under your desk, people. I think maybe something's taped on the bottom of your desk. Oh no, oh god. What? There's some. I can't feel it. Oh Jesus. Alright, oh, oh my what goodness. What in the world, Dave? Oh no. Hey, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Alright. Oh boy. That was close. Oh yes. Are you ready, people? You got your marching orders? Yes, we do. Sting you with his dreams of power and wealth. Beware of Scorpio! His twisted twin obsessions are his plot to rule the world and his employees' health. Welcome you to his lair. Like the noble man welcomes his guests. With free dental care and a stock plan that helps you invest. Beware of his generous pensions. Plus three weeks vacation each year. And on Fridays, the lunchroom serves hot dogs and burgers and beer. He He loves loves German German beer. beer.